This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio Good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome into a live edition of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come here uh, to you for the next two hours right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT presented by Pond Lahaki. Uh, great to be here on a Saturday night. Two great hours, a lot of great guests, and we're going to cover a lot of ground, uh, including the return of my good partner, uh, J-Doc, who's back in the chair. And uh, J-Doc, I know it's been a difficult uh, couple of weeks for you, um, but I do want to just uh, on air welcome you back um, and say this cautiously because I don't want to put anything out there that I'm going to regret later, but uh, it's, nice to to ba- it's nice to have you. It's nice to have you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, it's great to be back live um, on the air. Uh, as as uh, most people know, uh, you know, was, was out the last couple of weeks, the passing of my father and his services. Um, and we want to thank on behalf of my family, uh, everybody and all the support um from you know all walks of life but the philadelphia union community was incredible i I don't think there was uh an individual representative from a union that i didn't get a call from um and we we appreciated so much uh my father's legacy um is is uh you know something that's important to me uh he was passionate about the union community passionate about Ironworkers Local 401, and um, I must say, what a display it was, his services, givenish, um, you know, celebration of life, it was um, second to none, and, and we really appreciated it, um, as anybody knows, it, it was a, um, a difficult, uh, not only last couple of weeks, but uh, last eight years for us, and my father was in a place where he shouldn't have been, and at the end of the day, um, you know, we did everything we we could to 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 bring him home to another uh, type of celebration but unfortunately god had other plans and and so um we just want to thank everybody um i will say this that so they had a crane with the uh, the operating engineers had a crane out there tommy dewey and uh, danny Sullivan and and bobby heenan and, and everybody and and by the way shout out to bobby heenan of the operating engineers um, not the city councilman, but we love Bobby Heenan as well. He was also there, and, uh, uh, the city council person. But um, they, uh, the, the operating engineers uh, had, a, had a, a crane out there with an American flag. Um, it's, it was just an incredible service, three hours and seven minutes. Um, we stood in line, and we appreciated everybody who came out. It was a definite celebration of his life. Um, and my father, um, one thing when I when – I, when I, think about what when i when i think about it and i and i say and i've said this to 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 my friends and my family how do i uh let this thing resonate after eight years and 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 uh, finally feeling like justice was going to happen and he passed away the one thing that's important to my father uh the labor movement and iron workers local 401 
and the fact that he he cares about the union and he would want the union to be strong and so having said that um you know we 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 are doing everything we can to put a positive uh you know you know just keep a positive tone and we always will and we're going to carry on his legacy um so jay duck the inevitable reality of life is that we will leave this world and i said to john doherty uh it may have been it may have been the day after uh the the funeral it may have been the day after when i was speaking with john and i had said to him and i know that i had said this to you which is why i didn't mind saying it to him um i didn't know your father you know, I only knew of your father through my relationship that has developed with you over this long period of time, um, 35 years or whatever it's been. Oh, yeah. It hasn't been that long. It's been eight years, but it feels like uh, But my point in saying that was I knew your father when I showed up to pay respects. It really was an incredible thing for me to witness and i'm sure for a lot of people that walk through the room that yeah you know it was just an amazing well his wife did an incredible job i will say um that uh you know got you know going through his life and and it, it, it i mean the accomplishments and, and and the lives that he made a difference um and in and all those things were were uh you know on full display there and and uh so no matter what our family went through and no matter what he was put through unnecessarily, I would say that um, uh, his life was celebrated. We're going to carry on his legacy uh, of, you know, supporting working people. By the way, Ryan Boyer uh, was the first one to call me. John Doherty was the second. You know, he, I don't, they must have been vying Sam Staten Jr. Every labor leader. I want to thank them, Pat Eiding, uh, across the board. I, I just thank them enough. And so um, our family was, it, it is in a very good place. Um, before I go, though, I want to make a, 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 an announcement that's not related to my dad, but in a sense, it, it, it is um, and so before, we, before we leave the break. But the, the bottom line is, Joe, and I so much appreciate, you know, your support. Um, Gary Messina also, by the way, from um, uh, Sheet Metal Workers Union. Uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, I would, I, I mean, if I was to single them out, John Kane. I mean, John Bland. I mean, you you just go through Jimmy Snell. There's not a there's not a, a labor leader that didn't reach out to me. And if I I'm not mentioning your name, please, I apologize because um, we only have so much time. And 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 but the the the, the, the appreciation that obviously Kevin Boyle from the Iron Workers, what you know, what they did for us and our family. Uh, like I said, operating engineers. There's just not a union. The roofers, everybody, uh, sh- showed up to pay homage to my father. They hadn't seen him in eight years, and um, all the iron workers that showed up. I mean, it was all the people from our neighborhood, um, from all the, the the endeavor, the charities, and all those things. Um, uh, listen, I'm still letting this thing resonate, and I don't know how I'm going to resolve it completely. But I do know one thing. My father would want us to take a positive approach, uh, obviously, uh, and, and, and support the labor movement, carry his legacy on an Ironworkers Local 401. I do want to say one thing. How much time do we have? Two minutes to the break. Uh, Actually, one thirty to the break. All right. I, I, just want, I want to make a plea here, and this is uh, it not related to my father, but in a way, it, it, it makes sense because of what happened to my father. And I, I want to make a plea to the federal government to not retry Kenyatta Johnson, our, our city council person. I'm going to tell you why, because it was a mistrial 
Uh, obviously, some, some a number of the jurors did not think that he uh, was guilty, and that's uh, important. But also this. Uh, let, let, let that be the justice. Don't bankrupt the man and his family because you can. Okay? It, it, literally speaking, uh, he, 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 he was tried. Uh, the jury spoke. Uh, there's, the, the government doesn't have anything to be embarrassed about. We're the people. We, and and, and, and what, what ends up happening is they, they have an unlimited bankroll. Okay, they can retry you a hundred times, and you can't afford to 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 defend yourself. You have to bankrupt yourself. And and and, and by the way, if there's mistrial after mistrial until you're found guilty or innocent, okay, I plead to the government. Okay, please make the right decision here and don't retry the man. Don't retry the man and his wife. The the jury has spoken. You know, we we justice was served. Okay, don't you know it's 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 a flaw in our system, and and I'm respectfully uh, making that plea. Labor show with Jay Doc and Krause live here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. We'll get to our first commercial break. On the other side of the break, we'll get started. Uh, Two good guests going to uh, uh, talk with us live tonight here on hour number one of the Labor Show, and then hour number two. We're loaded as well. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here live on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, you heard Wendell Young there in that commercial spot coming back to uh, the show. Wendell will be joining us somewhere around 7.40 or 6.40 this evening here in our number one, J-Doc. Um, as we roll along, welcome back. Nice to have you back in the chair. Absolutely. Um, and we've got a great guest kicking us off here tonight. Absolutely, Joe. We've heard a lot of talk over the years about the need for uh, postal reform, and it's finally happening and uh, we've talked about it with the, our upcoming guest, uh, Vince Tarducci. And uh, there's a lot of, lot of good things to talk about. And I'm ecstatic to bring him into the broadcast. It's been a while. So I uh, want to bring on Vince Tarducci, who's the national business agent for the American Postal Workers Union. Vince, how are you, sir? Good evening, guys. Can you hear me? We, 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 we can hear you, buddy. And thanks for, uh, thanks for fighting through it, Vince. And uh, and, and, and agreeing to stay with it. Uh, I told J-Doc, let's uh, keep the interview tight. We'll keep it short. Um, and from one broadcaster to another guest, when the, when the throat gets raspy and the honey doesn't work, you only have, there's only one other option to do. Get, get the words out and finish up quickly. <laughs> so, buddy, you know, we, do, we, we, we appreciate you. Uh you know, get you know you, you you being with us tonight. You know, we we, we know what uh, you're going through a little bit. Um, if you can, we you know we mentioned obviously the postal reform, and a couple uh, months ago you would you'd sent me an email and say it's finally happening. Um, if you would uh, talk about it and 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 the fine points of it, the the, the important the major points of it. Well, first, Joe, uh, condolences on the past the passing of your dad, 
Thank you. On behalf of the Postal Workers Union. <clears throat> All right, Dan, I wanted to tell you that. Thank you, brother. I do want to say one thing. Uh, you know, you, the, the the gift of the Bible um, that you and Chuck, uh, you know, uh, on behalf of the union gave my family was beautiful. Um, and so, you know, we can't thank you enough. I called you. We spoke during the week. Uh, so appreciate that, my friend. You guys uh, are fantastic. Um, so, yeah, talk. Let's let's talk about uh, the postal reform uh, and, and, and what's going on. Well, it was a 16 year battle, guys. Going back to the lame duck of George Bush in Congress in 2006, we went through rallies, talk shows like your own. We did letter writing, <clears throat> lobbying, etc. And finally, uh, with the help of our national EPW, President Biden on April 6th signed the Postal Service Reform Act bill into law. It will keep the Postal Service solvent for years and years to come. We're all excited. I appreciate the opportunity to get it across your way, your airwaves. Thank you. Uh, just a few things. The actual vote was unbelievable. It was 342 to 92 in the House and 79 to 19 in the Senate. Overwhelming bipartisan support, unheard of in a lot of these issues. And we've eliminated the past due payments of $53 billion billion would it be now off the boards we couldn't survive this was overdue we're so excited about it and uh, i'm glad to bring it to you now now, now vince is that is that the 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 those payments that uh your union and your members had to put up for for like 60 years worth of future members that we've talked about so many times is it related to that yes we, the mandate required the Postal Service to set billions of dollars aside each year to pre-fund retiree health benefits 75 years into the future. Nobody does it. It was horrible. They had to pay it. Eventually, we couldn't pay it, and now we have the relief. And, as, and being one of the highest percentage of ratings that the Postal Service has, we'll be able to continue to produce for the American people. Yeah, and, and, and I remember we talked about that. And I want the, 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 the listeners to understand, you heard Vince right, uh, that the, the, the postal workers were, were, were literally funding 75 years in advance for employees um, that, that, op, that not only aren't born, their grandkids are probably not born. It was one of the most bizarre things ever that stressed the workforce and the entire industry like never before. What, what was the def- deciding factor? When did common sense come in, Vince? Well, it, it, it was lobbying each year, having bills presented, and finally we got it across the finish line. Phone calls by our members to their respective congressional leaders in both the House and the Senate, and they came together. Listen, the Postal Service is popular in the eyes of the American people, we had some problems during the pandemic, like a lot of other people did, and it was just hard work on behalf of our members, our national leadership, just making phone calls, writing letters, etc. This pre-funding mandate, guys, alone was responsible for 84% of the USPS losses since 2007. So lifting of this mandate is phenomenal for the American people. So... 
those numbers I gave you in terms of voting and passing this is tremendous. You know, we thought it would pass. We didn't think it would pass so overwhelming. We thought we finally had an opportunity to get it past the finish line. Vince Tarducci joining us here on The Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause. We're live, of course, here uh, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Vince, you know, it's an amazing thing to hear you reference that statistic of the uh, of the, the 84% contribution into the loss because when, when you listen or speak to the general public, they definitely don't know that. They're not aware of that, and they assimilate the post office to functioning as a as a system that can't operate efficiently. When it's all contraire, it's completely opposite of that. Absolutely, and and the statistics we're getting, guys, is that the USPS will anticipate savings of twenty two billion. Again, billion would it be over the next ten years? So we are going to be solvent. That's the anticipation. This was long overdue, as our national president, Mark Dimonstein, said. It was long and hard fought, and we're excited. I mean, 16 years of doing lobbying and phone calls and going on shows, thanks to folks like you guys, and it, it feels good to get this passed. Now, is there is there a possibility for, um, the, you know, hiring, you know, and, and new uh, employees uh, and, and, and uh different other facets that you guys have wanted to do for so long um, to, to, you know, to support the current workforce that's been stressed for so long? Well, we just, listen, 2022 already has been a great year for the American Postal Workers Union. Our contract was, was passed, at least negotiated in late December of 2021, subject to membership ratification. Our members ratified that. Officially, the contract went into effect February 28th of this year, 94% approval. That means 94% of the members who voted voted yes. Tremendous message to our national union. That will lay the foundation for those things like hiring and things of that nature. We maintained a lot of benefits for our members that we represent. So, so far, it's been great for APW and postal workers as a whole. And and a couple more things. You got your national convention coming up, and of course national um, uh, elections. Um, talk about that. Well, twenty twenty two's kind of first quarter here. We're dealing with. Uh, we we are one of the few uh, national unions that vote by mail and vote by uh, members get to vote yes or no or who they want to uh, <clears throat> vote for. So that takes place. Process begins soon. Uh, they mail out ballots in September, and each member will get a ballot and have an opportunity to vote. So that's that. I can't say a lot of places they vote at their conventions. We vote where members get the chance to vote the way they plan on voting, one way or the other. And our national convention, as as most places, we missed the convention in 2020. We we meet in a body every two years. We're meeting in in Inner Harbor, Maryland, in August of this year. So it'll be good to get back together. That's where we discuss resolutions. It's where our members are unified. It's about 2,000 members will be going there. So we got, and then we got the midterm elections. It's going to be a busy rest of the year, but things are starting to loosen up. Thank God. Let's hope for the best there. Well, listen, uh, Vince, we're not going to keep you 
uh, you know, much longer. You've done a, a you know, we, we real, you've done a valiant effort. I know you wanted to say something before you go to the essential workers, um, you know, your workforce, the postal workers, um, because they've done such a great job during the pandemic. Absolutely. I can't say enough about the members, our members, the, the other unions, the National Association of Letter Carriers, the mailmen and women who deliver America's mail, our rural carriers, our mail handlers. APW represents clerks, maintenance, motor vehicles, support services. And, and for the last couple of years, I can't be so more proud than them coming to work day in and day out. A lot of them had eventually tested positive for, for COVID, but we got the mail out. We, we had a say in the, in the national elections in 2020 for the presidential race. Many, many people voted by mail. So, yes, I'm extremely proud of them. And I'll leave you with one, one other comment, Joe, and maybe next time I'm on the show. Our, our next thing we're going after is financial services at the Postal Service. Back in 1968 is when it ended where postal banking took place. And there's a lot of places that are underfunded and, and people just can't afford banks. And we want it to be taking place because there's a post office in every town. So maybe down the road I come on your show with a better voice and talk about financial services for postal banking. Absolutely. Good stuff. Finn Tarducci joining us here live tonight uh, with a lot of good news uh, kicking off uh, the labor show with J-Doc. Uh, and Krause, and you know, uh, Vince said one thing that was absolutely correct, J-Doc. What's that? Um, we, meaning the public, love the post office. And I can say that going back to my days when I was a casual carrier uh, to right now. I love the post office, and I love the carriers that deliver the mail. So, Vince, well, jo- uh, well done by you, sir. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Take care. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, Vince. Thanks for roughing that up, buddy. You did a great job. All right. Good Good stuff from Vincent Tarducci joining us here tonight on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Uh, We'll get to a commercial break. On the other side of the break, J-Doc and I will jump back in for uh, for some short dialogue. And then a little bit later on here in the second half hour of hour number one, Wendell Young from UFCW 1776 will be along back in a moment. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on the Labor Show with J Doc and Krause. Good stuff by Vincent Tarducci, J Doc. You know, he said one thing pretty cool uh, in that conversation. And, and as you said, we appreciate Vince fighting through oh, yeah. um, his struggles with his voice to be able to join us for that segment. 16 year battle. 16. A 16 year battle to get to that point. Were you and I and Vince uh, and, and Chuck, um, you know, from 7048? have talked about it a long time a long time a lot of Fun, shows funding benefits for workers 75 years in advance it's 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 almost it's almost like somebody wanted them to fail how could somebody possibly operate with that burden on their back it's hard enough to to do um, you know your job and and and, and uh, keep a workforce going funding them <laughs> on a on an annual basis Rather than 75 years. So we, we want to commend all the uh, 
uh, all the postal workers, uh, union uh, leadership, members, the whole deal, general public, it's going to benefit us all, and, and uh, everybody wins there. Yeah, really good stuff. Again, Vince, thank you so much. Wendell Young standing by. We'll bring Wendell on at 645 tonight. Then we'll go. that'll take us up to the top of the hour, hour number two, the John Doherty hour. Uh, we'll kick it off in hour number two, uh, Omar Burvine from Transit Police Local 109, our good buddy John Bland from the Boilermakers uh, will be a part of that show. And then a little bit later on, towards the end of the second hour, we'll introduce you to Scott Myers from IBEW Local 98. That's all I'm going to say about Scott from now. Um, We'll share that story and that conversation uh, with you in hour number two when we kick off the John Doherty Hour. J-Doc, I did want to take a few moments while we wait to bring Wendell into the show uh, to talk about our road tour. Sure. Our union road tour has returned turned um you're back in full swing uh finally earning your keep and lining up everybody uh i'm excited about it we love it and uh, we love being out and about taking the tour yeah we get the opportunity to broadcast from the labor unions themselves it's just incredible man i I love it man it's great stuff no question about it i i I, uh you know, so we're, we're, we're going to be heading out to City Operating Engineers. Uh, we're, we're scheduled with uh, George Pegram and, and Plumbers Local 690. Um, we are, uh, you know, we're lining every, everything up as, as we speak. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting time. It gives us the opportunity to go right where everybody is. And um, we had a great year last year. And, and, and certainly we're going to be lining up, uh, you know, so when, 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 when you look at the schedule, when I, 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 I uh, so we, we, we typically, so we're, we're like, we're going to have the, what's a DC 33. We're going to DC 33, uh, the, the week of the sixth and, and, and seventh. Um, like I said, plumbers, local 690, uh, and, and of course, uh, you know, the operating engineers. Having said that, we're going to be visiting the sheet metal workers hall, the iron workers hall, um, and several, I mean, just, it's, it's going to be countless. I mean, we, we want to hit, um, we want to hit all of our stops, Joe Williams and, and everybody. Just thinking about that. Love everybody from the elevator constructors. Looking forward to going back up to his crew is, oh my God. And of course, um, TW two thirty four uh, Transit Workers Union. Um, it's the SEPTA bus drivers and, and trolley drivers, and the great job that they do. That that I was Brian- wearing my TWU t shirt yesterday around uh, around the house. So I'm definitely I'm to your point. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot uh, of, lot of lot of fun. A lot of good radio, and and we'll we'll be able to educate the public a little bit about the about these individual unions, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to introducing uh, the Delaware Valley to Brian Pollitt, who's a, who. Uh, for Willie Brown, who's the new president over TW234, Joe Cochier, our good friend. So, I mean, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I can't wait to get Ryan Boyer on for his hour. Uh, and, of course, Sam Staten Jr., they were so much so much fun. Um, so it's, 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 it's a great time. It's a great time for us to get out there and, and, and get out of the house, you know, get out of the studio. Um, and, and, um, and we're going to hit everybody. Obviously, we got Wendell Young coming up on this uh, next segment. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun, and it just doesn't get any better. One other thing that, it, that returns in 2022 as normalcy settles back in um, is our – uh, labor leader roundtables. We'll, we're back oh. to the chalkboard to start to produce 
and plan our first labor leader roundtable down at the Sinesta Hotel. So I know they're excited. We're excited. So look forward to actually doing that. And that's a, always a two-hour kind of a oh. mini extravaganza. I know you you overeat when you're there. <laughs> uh, but, the, but it is a lot of fun, and it does bring a lot of people together. It and does. we do cover. It's a roundtable. It's, it's a, a roundtable round conversation, no and, doubt. And I'll tell you um, – you know, so and I love to have you know that discussion. It's always timely, um, and, and Sinesta does a great job. But I'll tell you who I'd love to get on the show. I'd love to get Joe Ashdale of DC Twenty One. Can't get him. You know, he's one of the busiest guys going. And 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 Steve Pettit uh, from the Insulators. They're great friends, great supporters of the show, great labor leaders. Um, and I tease them all the time. I want to, you know, and and, and uh, so uh, that's one of my goals for the upcoming year. And there's, there's just so much. I'll tell you, you know, we talked about my father, right? And one of the things, one of my goals was, you know, I never got him on a radio show. And uh, I, I was obviously praying. It was just one of my, my you know, that was, uh, uh, when I say bucket list, it was at the top. Um, but now he's got a great opportunity. This is the first labor, you know, labor show he gets to watch from his vantage point. So, Good stuff. Um, you know, great stuff. And the one thing I... Uh, you know, Vince Tarducci uh, was so nice uh, and gracious. Um, but I will tell you this. Um, they sent the most beautiful Bible. It was a white, it's a white Bible. It's beautiful cover. And um, they, they, it was a little gifted. Um, and, and my dad's wife, Angela, who did my, uh, who did an incredible job. Okay. A shout out to her for my dad's services. Uh, I cannot thank her enough. And everybody else, Tina at the Ironworkers Hall and, uh, and all of our family. Um, but the point is, they, they, she got the Bible that, you know, she, they gave, I guess she got it first and, and brought it to the house and, and, and it just brought an amazing tear to my, so, so shout out, uh, to the American Postal Workers Union. I mean, and, and, and Vincent and, and, and Chuck, because what they did and what they gave, it was such a beautiful thing. So, but I always wanted to get the, uh, the old man on a, on, on a show. I didn't get that opportunity, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll. You know, I mean, in, in his spirit, I'm going to carry the legacy on, bro. Well done, well said. It's the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause here live on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to a commercial break. On the other side of the break, Wendell Young from UFCW 1776 will join us. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. And we're back here live on a Saturday night. Nice to say we're back here live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with J-Doc. I'm Joe Krause rolling along J-Doc here on hour number one leading us right into uh, hour number two. Good conversation coming up in hour uh, number two. Omar Burvine from the Transit Police Local 109. He'll be joining us in hour number two right around 715. Yeah, so uh, he, he, here's a saying we say in the labor movement, and, and pray for the dead and fight like hell for the living, okay? Uh, Workers Memorial Day, uh, we just had the event down on Delaware Avenue at the Sheet Metal Workers Hall, and it's a memorial for those who lost their life uh, while in the workplace and also to create awareness 
for and that that event by the way was yesterday morning um and there's events uh you know from the 23rd until may 2nd across the state philip posh does a great job uh, on the event um and of course our afl cio and, and you know just every all of our labor leaders um want to also talk about the, the conscious effort to make the job safer for everybody and i'm ecstatic to bring in wendell young who's the president of UFCW 1776. He's not only an incredible labor leader, uh, he also was you know, very passionate about safety standards and making the workplace a better place. Wendell, how are you, sir? Hey, good, Joe. Good to, good to hear you live again. It's great to be here, uh, brother. You, you uh, are, are, are a, uh, you know, somebody, not only a staple in, 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 in the labor movement, you're, you know, we all know who your father was and what a difference he made in a lot of lives. And so um, whenever you come on the show, it's a special time for all of us. And when Wendell Young speaks, okay, people listen. And we're talking about saving lives and making a difference. And he's, he's done that his whole career. And his father, I mean, you know, is a legend in, in the movement. And the lives they've touched are incredible. Um, what you want to talk about today is, is along those lines, Wendell. And also talk about, you know, Workers Memorial. It's such, such an important uh, uh, event for all of us. Well, Joe, I'm glad you're talking about this tonight. You know, as, as you started to introduce this, this segment, um, next week, April 28th, is Workers Memorial Day. And and for those who, who aren't familiar, the genesis of this, 52 years ago, 1970, OSHA was created. And uh, and the goal was to provide better protections for, for workers. Now, um, OSHA um, you know, covered a, covers a lot of workers. It, it, um, it, it had really good intentions, but the reality is that it just doesn't go far enough. Uh, there are millions of workers in this country who do not have OSHA protection or any other kind of protection. People like uh, those who work for federal and state agencies are not covered by OSHA. Here in Pennsylvania, state workers have no workplace protection laws that cover them. And, and we had Probably the best example just in the last couple of years. Unfortunately, we had this example of a pandemic and we saw how little there is out there to protect workers, even those workers protected by OSHA because of the shenanigans of, of Donald Trump uh, didn't even receive the benefits of the law that is in place. Um, you know, in, in Trump's first couple of years in office, he bragged about uh, deregulation and getting government off of people's back and, and getting rid of burdensome, unnecessary rules. Well, a lot of the areas he attacked were related to workplace safety, OSHA, other protections. And it's not just the, the executive orders and or the actions of Congress that diluted not only during Trump's administration, but in the past, the effectiveness of OSHA, but it's the defunding of OSHA. And, and we don't have to look at Donald Trump alone. You know, um, some people's favorite president, Ronald Reagan, was one of the first to seriously cut OSHA's budget. I know because that's when I was cutting my teeth in the labor movement. You know, I, I was an elected shop steward in the 70s and became a full-time union rep in the 80s during the Reagan administration. And I remember all too well those budget cuts. And, you know, employers were thrilled about it because, you know, they, they didn't have to take the extra time and spend the extra money to keep people safe because they knew there was nobody there to, to look over their back. And, and the other problem with OSHA is where, and OSHA is good, don't get me wrong, but where it needs strengthening is even where, where things occur and OSHA steps in, there's little they can do 
and little penalty to employers. And we need to stiffen the civil and criminal penalties for those who underreport, fail to report, fail, fail to implement common sense safety protocols for workers. And, you know, the pandemic in terms of a virus uh, brought to, 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 to bear on all of us how, how weak this system is and why it needs to be strengthened. But we also had other things happening in recent years. We've seen this unprecedented um, uh, increase in senseless violence, especially gun violence. Um, so people from all walks of life, whether they're teachers in schools, transit workers, um, police, uh, firefighters, you know, uh, supermarket clerks, everybody who are public facing are at a greater risk. More steps have to be taken with training, education, information, safety, security. Look what happened in New York City. Now, thank God they got that guy. But the cameras weren't working. Right. Uh, yep. uh, 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 you know, imagine if that person had been determined to to go off on a rampage immediately following the delays caused by not having those cameras working. So that's a government agency, a state agency, not subjected to OSHA. And even if they were um, often OSHA only 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 can because of the limits imposed on it by law can uh, give a slap to the wrist. You know, we saw a lot of people die in the meatpacking industry, uh, union and non-union. Out in the out in the West, in the in those big packing houses where there's you know five, six, seven thousand people under one roof, and the fines that that uh, that can, that come out of these kind of accidents that occur, uh, incidents that occur um, are, are usually a few hundred to a few thousand dollars, if anything at all. And during the pandemic, you know, we were all screaming for help from OSHA, but we had a political party, uh, the Republicans and Donald Trump, who not only had OSHA stand on the sidelines with no action or enforcement where they could have been helpful with guidance and enforcement. But Donald Trump actually signed an executive order ordering food processing plants to reopen that had closed to keep people safe and ordered other ones, the rest of them not to close. So when you see the kind of things that have happened, clearly there has to be uh, uh, stiffening and improvement in the rules to protect people. We need to improve OSHA. We need to improve um, um, uh, the laws to protect workers in this country. We need to make sure that people can speak up without fear of retaliation, um, no matter where they work. And we need to cover the millions of people um, who are in agriculture, who are in family businesses, smaller businesses, um, who right now have no coverage, no protection at all. 275 people a day die in this country every day. That's over 100,000 people from workplace injury and illness. And that's knowing that there's significant underreporting because there's no enforcement, no penalty or little penalty for underreporting. And that number is significantly higher. But of those who do report, 275 people a day. That's larger than than the uh, amount of people on a major airliner. Can you imagine if a plane was dropping out of a commercial airliner every day out of the sky full of travelers, the, right. the, 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 the outrage and, and the demand the public would have about do something about that, first of all, they ground all the planes until they figured out what was wrong. But every day that many people die in this country and nobody's doing anything about it. Now, we have, the, we have a president that has been talking about this passionately, Joe Biden, and we have a lot of members in Congress they all happen to be re- Democrats that in both chambers that want to do something about this. So why isn't it being done? 
Who's not? Let's take stock of who's not in favor of protecting workers. You know, Joe Manchin comes from a state where a lot of his claim to fame to get elected uh, was about how he insisted on better mine safety. He should be leading the charge on this. Exactly. And and, and at this point, and, and I, I want the people to understand, it's one of the most confusing things ever when you talk about um, it, it, public sector workers are not covered by OSHA regulations. They're not protected but, 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 by but, them. But if, I, if I'm hearing Wendell correct, correctly, even if they were, OSHA doesn't have the teeth to really do anything. Is that right, Wendell? They, they have some teeth. But unfortunately, in 52 years of their existence, they've been whittled down and hollowed out a bit. Um, there needs to be stiffer, stricter civil and criminal penalties. There needs to be um, uh, appropriate budgets so that OSHA can go out and do its job. With the amount of workplaces in this country, um, they have little staff, little funding to go out and enforce the, and, and, and look at the things that are going on. Now, uh, a lot of workers in this country are fortunate to have unions. Unions have done a great job to fill in that gap. Uh, we saw that uh, more than ever during the recent pandemic, uh, but it, happen- it's happened, it happens all the time. But what about those workers that don't have that protection? What about those employers who fight their workers and or their unions um, in trying to enforce things? You know, my, my union, for example, one of the areas that, that we have huge problems with is line speeds in food production. You push a line faster, you break people's bodies with repetitive strain injuries. You can have somebody walk into one of those plants in their late teens or early 20s and within two to five years be disabled for life because of carpal tunnel injuries and other repetitive strain injuries. This is not a joke. This is a serious issue. So we can push back. We can do the studies to show that this is harmful. Um, but but, but the, the big processors are always pushing the government to allow them to push those lines longer. Who's helping the people at... At, uh, at, at places like Purdue on the Delmarva Peninsula, where they don't have a union and they can't, they have no one to go to to help slow those lines down. You know, when one of our shop stewards calls from one of our meat facilities here in PA, you know, we get on it right away. We make sure those lines get slowed down uh, when somebody allowed them to creep up too much, or if there's a short, shortage of employees, like there was often during the pandemic to make sure that people could work at a healthy rate. And, and you can apply that to almost any industry. Um, now, Wendell, when, you can apply before, it to everybody. We've got about two minutes left. If that's 90 seconds. Here. 90 seconds. What can people do? What can our listeners do to help get, you know, the, you know this, uh, uh, these OSHA regulations uh, yeah, obviously passed? This is, this, is all, this, is all, this is all about politics, right? Okay. Right here in Pennsylvania, uh, state workers and municipal workers, they're not covered by OSHA, right? So right here in Pennsylvania, we can push our legislators. You know, if you live in a, an area where you've got a Republican legislator, make sure they understand why this is important to you and your family and your neighbors and hammer them on this issue. Because here in Pennsylvania, most of those Republicans, they're not even paying attention. They don't care. They won't hear anything about it. And it's the same thing nationally. So there's, you go to AFLCIO.org. There's a toolkit there. There's a lot of great information about what needs to be done um, and how to do it. But it really comes down to we need to elect people that are going to do the right thing. And we need to make sure that the ones that are in office understand why this is important because 
they will listen if enough people contact them on it. If people make this important, they're going to listen. They're going to do the right thing. Good stuff from Wendell Young, UFCW 1776. Always, J. Doc, when Wendell comes on. I learn by, I learn by uh, listening. Wendell, thank you so much, man, for finishing up hour number one. Great stuff, and great to have you on live tonight. Thanks, thanks for inviting me. Keep up the great work you're doing, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Wendell. All right, good stuff from Wendell Young. That's going to bring hour number one of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause uh, to a screeching halt, hour number one. But... We're live in hour number two. Stay with us as we roll along here on the other side of the top of the hour. As mentioned, Omar Burvine, Transit Police Local 109, uh, will be with us along with John Dockery at 715. John Bland from the Boilermakers. And then we'll say hello for the very first time to a gentleman named Scott Myers from Local 98. We'll introduce you to Scott and tell you why he's on the show just why a little, are you, just, just, why just are a, you stopping me? Well, in just this just a little hint. He's a winner. That's all I can tell you. Okay, good stuff. We'll see you at the other on the other side of the top of the hour, everyone. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.